gunner with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Welcome to speak gunner with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. Welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. Welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. Welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm M. I'm M. Welcome, I'm M. Welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. Welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with, Kirk, though. I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak on it. I'm M. Welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak. I'm at welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak on it. I'm at welcome to speak. Welcome to speak. Welcome to speak. Welcome. I'm at welcome to speak. 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 Man, it's been a wonderful day, beautiful weekend. Um, hopefully, everything is going in your favor, regardless of wherever you are. Um, we back again, once again, on a Sunday. Um, tonight, we're gonna want to welcome it first of all. Want to welcome everybody on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope, Twitter, uh, Twitch, D Live. It's in the house. Um, you can live chat with us in the chat room. If it's uh, something you want to mention, hey, hit us up. Let's talk about it. Uh, today, we're going to hit on a couple of things. Uh, before we get started, want to say happy on the 38th anniversary to uh, Pastor Haynes. Um, 38 years. Man, that's a blessing right there. Not only that, when I came to Friendship West um, about 20 years ago, and um Man, he was preaching some stuff that was talking directly to me. Um, I remember this series he did, No More Drama. So if um, if uh, you've never heard that series, reach out to the church. I'm sure you can get it, uh, No More Drama. And that's um, back then, Mary J. Blige came out with an album called No More Drama. And he preached that thing. I was like, man. And that's when I came besides then. Uh, before then, I actually um, uh, used to listen to him on K104. You can pull up somewhere at 10 o'clock in the morning and everybody be sitting in the car. And as soon as he came off the radio, everybody stepped step out the car. And it was like, oh, you listen to Pastor Hayden? Sure was. And then when I was invited to the church, I gave my rededicated my life to Christ and been there ever since. So uh, I appreciate you, Pastor Haynes, for everything that you're doing. Uh, speaking of that, <laughs> still in a pandemic, still in the ice storm, they still serving the community. Matter of fact, this Thursday um, at 10 a.m., they will be giving out free food and water again. I believe they teaming up with Hunger Buster again. 
So uh, this Thursday, first come, first serve. Don't show up at 12 o'clock time. Uh, anything left, first come, first serve. Food for the community. You don't have to sign up. Get there early, 10 o'clock, uh, Thursday morning. Uh, free food and free water. So uh, at Friendship West, uh, you can go to the website. Uh, find out about other things they are doing in the community because the church is doing quite a bit, even in the midst of a pandemic. I appreciate your leadership, Pastor Haynes. And um, uh, so definitely check that out. You can go to friendshipwest.org, find out more inf- information that they are doing in the community. So, um, man, it's been a crazy weekend, a crazy uh, uh, week. I'm trying to make sure I have. Man, Hold on. Crazy. You know, I changed my studio crazy, around a little yeah. bit, so um had to change some stuff up, so I'm making sure my big monitor was on. But um we're going to talk about He's Our Brewrack. Um, young man that killed his mother and sister here in Allen, Texas, uh, north of Dallas. Uh, we're going to talk about the Isaiah Brown young brother that was shot by a uh, police officer after the policeman gave him a ride home after his car stopped on him. And um, he was just holding a, a cordless phone. He was shot. Um, Andrew Brown Jr. We talked about him last week. That's the brother that was killed in uh, North Carolina um, when they was trying to serve a warrant and seven troopers have been put on leave uh, for that killing because it came out he was killed in the back. So we're going to hit on that again. And also um, um, more arrests are happening every day uh, with the terrorist attack on on uh, Capitol Hill. Um, so we're going to hit on that, identify some of these folks. We had a couple of people here in North Texas that was actually uh, bragging about it on social media. But then they got arrested. So there you go. Um, So yeah, this um, he's our Burek. uh, Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. right, But um, he's accused of of murdering his uh, sister and mother and Alan. Then he was arrested at DFW Airport. I don't know what he was planning on doing, but, well, I know he was catching a flight, but I think he was going somewhere like California or something, and probably we're going to catch an international flight somewhere. But they did catch up to him. Um, A 20-year-old man has been arrested, and it's a and is accused of murdering his sister and mother at a home in Allen, Texas. Police said police said they responded to a disturbing call at around 9.15 a.m. Saturday in the 1800 block of Nurses Drive. Officer found the two victims, 17-year-old Buco Heiser and 51-year-old Isel Borat, dead from homicide violence. Uh, police said they believe a knife was used. So uh, through an investigation, police said they determined the suspect was um, 
Burak Hezer, who was not at the scene when officer arrived in an update Sunday morning. Allen Police Sergeant John Fidley said um, it appeared he's made his way to DFW International Airport through rideshare vehicle. According to Fidley, the suspect had a ticket to San Francisco where his biological father lived, but apparently decided to abandon the idea to get on the plane. Uh, Fifth said it appeared Hezar went to various car rental location at, at the airport, but was unable to rent a vehicle. Uh, we're very thankful DFW Airport Police was able to track him down and take him into custody without an incident. So, um, man, so now he's being held on $2 million bond on capital murder charges. But... Mental illness is still going. Um, if you know somebody who's having issues like this, please try to get them some help. Um, I'm sure it was signs long before this. 20 years old, trying to get to San Francisco where his father lived. But before going there, killed his sister and his mother. That's some serious mental illness issue, uh, which is, um, unfortunately, that's the time that we're in. We see so many killings going on right now where if you know somebody who's dealing with mental illness, please get them some help. It's okay to, to try to provide some help for them. Um, it's, it's many programs out there, but if you're dealing with domestic violence, um, you can actually, uh, get someone help for that. Um, if you're in a domestic violence situation and trying to find someone to go within the Metroplex. Now, I'm sure if you call any of these places, they can provide help for you. Um, even sexual abuse is on the rise right now. So you can always get help. Help is always available, uh, regardless of where you're at. Either one of these numbers would have resource to whatever city you are. They, they will have resource. The National Suicide uh, Prevention Hotline. Lifeline, another resource, please. It's okay to ask for help or if you know somebody who's dealing with, with mental illness, get them some help or talking out the side of their mouth, talking about hurting themselves or their family, please get them some help. Um, this is a serious thing. And we're hearing quite a bit about people killing their loved ones and and all of this this is uh enough is enough um welcome to the show marcellus thank you for always supporting the show um t cal is in the house uh t cal said what's going on kurt dog i just made it home and ready to listen to my favorite guy don't say that too loud now i told you i don't want you don't want your husband come looking for me uh, Christina Miller, welcome to the show. First time seeing your name up. You can actually um, 
uh, click the notification and uh, let us know uh, where you where you tuning in from. Um, definitely be a part of the show. You can always chat live with us. And um, if it's something that we're talking about, you're interested, you can put your input in, regardless if you agree with us or not. This is a show for everybody. So you can always tune in. Welcome to the show. Radio Chaos is in the house all the way from Canada. Welcome to the show. Okay, Christina is in Michigan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Michigan up in the house tonight. That's a good thing. Everybody is welcome here. This is a platform for everyone. Um, So definitely don't let it be your last time. Click the notification and uh, you can always chat live with us. Um, Man, this is... I don't know when this is going to stop. The killing of our people. Enough is enough. Now, if the cops cannot tell the difference between a cell phone, a cordless phone, a hammer, or whatever it may be. You don't need to be a cop. Because a lot of you, what you do, the first thing you look at, you look at the color of our skin. And from that point, you make your judgment call. Enough is enough. I believe it said... Um, the three I read one story in three weeks of that of a uh, Derek Chavez trial, there was a hundred killings by the police department somewhere, a total of a hundred. Then I think it was uh last week in a 24-hour period, it was numerous of killing by the police. Now, I'm not saying all of them wasn't justified, but enough is enough because here it is. We see the videos where our white counterparts can go after the police with with knives and, and bats and stuff and nothing happened or even drag them by a vehicle and nothing happened. At some point, we have to say enough is enough because it don't make any sense to continue to have to deal with these type of things. And I'm tired of hearing about hashtag another one name added to the list of uh, unarmed killing by the police. Some of it is not training. Some of it is the racist things that have been taught from when they was a child. If it's not from when they was a child, it's the way that the departments are, are training these officers to treat black people. Now, it's mighty funny with all these police killing. The black officers are not killing no one. 
So why is it a problem with the white officer? So apparently it must be a color issue because here it is. Many black police officers on the force all across this world. The only killing we hear of an unarmed man are uh, unarmed black person, black or brown, however you want to put it, is coming from a white officer. And then a lot of time they get a, a slap on the wrist, get a paid vacation. Then they come back on the force like it's nothing. So at some point, the laws need to be changed. Because it's not the entire police department issue is the white officers issues because of the way they've been raised and the way they feel they should treat other race other than the white race. So at some point we got to say enough is enough and hold them accountable. Christina Miller said, I agree. Police have gone too far with the way they react to situation, but I also think the news media isn't helping anything by downplaying some killing and hyping up others. I agree with you. They have a big part of this because they're not gonna, they might mention about uh, the young man that killed his mother and daughter, his uh, mother and his sister, but that's all they're gonna do, mention about it. But exactly how often do this happen? We hear about it so much. That's just like um, when they talk about the opioid, they want to provide treatment for that. But here it is, we've been on a crack cocaine uh, issue for years. They're not trying to sign bills to get people treatment for that. So it's a difference. It's a big difference. When it's dealing with black folks, they don't care. But when it's dealing with white folks, they're going to do everything to make it look good. That's the issue we have in America. And it's not right. Enough is enough. Christina said, I seen Isaiah Brown case break this morning. It's such a sad situation. And the and the police body cam was way too dark. The the crazy thing about that, the deputy gave him a ride home. Gave him a ride home. And then okay. Some type of domestic violence happened. I think think when I read the story either Thursday night or Friday, I think him and his brother got into it or something. And um, so the officer came back. And uh, uh, the deputy came back an hour after dropping them off. And he mistook a phone for a gun. 
and phone for a gun. You cannot tell it was a phone. That's kind of like the cop that killed the brother back during Christmas in uh, Ohio in the garage listening to music. He come around the corner with his hand up and the phone is lit up and you can clearly see it was a phone. That's because they're not concerned about what's in their hand. They're concerned about the color of their skin. And that's where the problem is. Some point we have to say enough is enough. Um, oh, <laughs> talking to TCAL. Um, Christine also said six police involved killing in six hours from the guilty verdict. I want to say, in a, I, I read the story earlier, in a 24-hour period after the guilty verdict, it was more than that. I think it was like, uh, I kind of want to say it was like 30-something in a 24-hour period. Now, I'm not saying all of them shouldn't have been. It's not justified because I don't know all the cases. I seen where one guy, I think it was San Antonio, think he had a, had just murdered someone and had a shootout with the police. Well, what you think going to happen on that? He's going to get shot. If you're shooting at the police, you're going to get shot. Uh, even the guy in Houston, I think this happened today backed into a police car, get out with body armor on and approach the police and had, had, I believe the guy shot at the police officer and he returned fire, shot and killed him. So we have to be smart about what we do and how we do it. Because the thing is, any little thing, if they want to find a right to kill us, they will. Uh, it's a case I seen earlier, and I'm doing research on it because this guy that killed the young man last year that was on the ground with his hands up, I end up finding more incidents he'd been in that that was involved with police shooting, and it's always this guy, and he always get cleared out of California. So I'm doing more research on that so I can make sure I can um, bring the correct information. Um, no, I haven't, but I will pull it up in just a minute. One thing about the show, if someone mentions something to us, we will uh, take the time to pull it up so we can look at it. And if uh, we find out enough information, we will talk about it right then and there. So I will pull it up in just a minute. Yes, that was in a 24-hour period that all those shootings happened. Um, so it, it, it's kind of like target practice when it comes down to the police. And um, um, so when it comes down to the police, they really don't care um, when it's dealing with a black person because nine times out of ten, they can say a couple of things. They'll say, oh, they was aggressive. Oh, they did this. They did that. And a lot of it is it's a lie. That's why it's so important that we get out and vote for the simple fact. If you don't 
if you're not registered to vote and vote, and then when you get that letter every year to go to jury duty, you decide not to go, you make excuses to go. That's why a lot of these officers get off because we, well, not me, but as for me and my household, we vote and we go to jury duty. Um, but a lot of time we try to make excuses why we can't go to jury duty. I don't care what type of case I'm sitting on. It's my right to do it. Every year I get that um get that paper. Matter of fact, I should be getting one within the next month or two to come to jury duty. So yeah, it's um it's definitely um something that you should do. But I do see a little bit on it. Um what I'm gonna have to do is uh, I'm gonna have to research it. So I'm gonna say that story up, and I will research it on uh, Daniel Shaver. Um, like it happened in 2016. I will. Okay, wait a minute. I think I do know this story. Hold on. Uh, yep. That's the guy that had the. I think it was actually like a BB gun or something. And he he's from North Texas. If I'm not mistaken, he's from North Texas and he was there on business and him and his co-worker. Um, the police had him crawling on the floor and he reached back to raise his pants up. And the cops shot and uh, shot and killed him just for reaching back to raise his pants up for they wouldn't fall off while he was sliding on the floor to the police officer. Yes, I, I do remember that case. Um, and I want to say the officer got off Scott's free on that too, which is wrong. It's wrong. You give a command and then you shoot the guy. That's wrong. Um, Um, oh, I appreciate it, T-Cal. I definitely appreciate it. Um, okay, so there's another one. Sad one that has many divided. It's hard to think and choose of the officer, but it's harder to justify the death of a child. It. I'm I'm not a police officer, but I know a lot of them. I know a lot of police officers, and it's a lot of them that uh, I know you have to be quick on your mind because a lot of things do happen, and they can happen in a in a in a matter of seconds. And um, hold on, uh, oh, that was two days ago. Okay, that's the young lady that was uh, shot. Now I know on this one they have a lot of lot of mixed views on it. Um, it have a lot of mixed views on that, and I know I probably have pissed some folks off because of my views of it. 
on that particular call, I know that officer was justified for the simple fact. And that's the way I have to look at it. I was having a conversation with someone and they was telling me the same thing. And I said, well, look, if someone is, if you trip and fall and someone coming towards you with a knife and the police pull up, would you want them to wait to see what they're doing or do you want them to stop the threat? Now, some people also said, well, he didn't have to shoot four times. When your adrenaline is rushing like that, she probably didn't realize she was hit until like the third or fourth shot because she was going after this person with the knife. That cop had to do what he had to do. At that point, I hear people argue and say, well, she called the police. Well, calling 911 is not a FaceTime thing. The police don't know who called. When you arrive up on the scene, they see somebody going after someone. They have to protect whoever it is that that is about to be murdered or whatever. I wasn't there. I don't know if he he told her to stop or not. I don't know. But what I have seen that was a justified shooting. And some people are not going to like that. And and I understand why. Because some people looking at all these police killing going on. But when it's a justified shooting, they just look at the fact of all the other police killing. You have to separate each one of them. You can't look at all of them, even though the police look at us by skin color and make the judgment of how they're going to treat us. But in this situation, I feel it was justified. I I hate, hate it went down like that, but I personally feel like it was justified because you have to do what you have to do to protect them. He didn't know who she was. So that's a that's a sad situation. Um, and some people not going to agree with me, and that's okay. We can agree or disagree, but I'm only going to call it like I see it. I hate the child lost their life. That's one of the worst things I hate is for to hear about a child losing their life. And in this situation, he had to do what he had to do to protect the other person because he didn't know if that was the 911 caller that was on the ground or not. So I feel it was justified. Hate to say it, but it was justified. Uh, Radio said he'd never been called for jury duty. Then he said that police sergeant, um, I don't know what that was. That police sergeant was an idiot who was yelling the commands. Yes. Yes, he was. And by him laying on the ground, there was two officers. One of them could have easily covered the other officer and put the other one, put the guy in handcuffs and find out what was going on. 
but that's not the case on that. Uh, I just hate <sighs> that officer should have, I don't know if they could have charged him or not, but, but it's direction and what he's going to do because the guy did reach back to raise his pants up. But as soon as he moved his arm in the wrong direction, he shot. And that's probably the reason why he got off. Um, Daniel Shaver was a 35-year-old white male, worked for the pest control company, had a pellet gun for killing pests. Someone called the cop. He had a gun. The gun the officer killed him with had you. Fu- <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to in touch in it. Okay. It's, it's one of those things. Um, he didn't have it in his hand. So it wasn't a threat there. And, and, the way I see, I don't care what color you are. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. That cop was wrong. That cop was wrong in that incident. Kind of like um, it was either earlier this year or last year. Uh, this cop was looking for a suspect with a gun. The hotel told them exactly how the suspect looked. White male, uh, khaki pants, or I think he had on shorts or something and flip-flops or something. The cop ran out, seen an an employee in uniform that worked for the hotel, held them at gunpoint, a black man, and he like, dude, <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with it. I work here. He let him go. Then he see another black man. Same thing. Even after the hotel manager told him a white guy. That's what we deal with in America. That's the issues that we deal with. Uh, yes, the officer got off with Scott. Was free, retired with a pension, and claimed P- PSTD um, for the for this day to this day. Yeah, that's um, that's how they do. That's how they do. Uh, T. Cal said, "I agree." Uh, talking about the one I just mentioned about the hotel, um, where the cop held two black guys at, at gunpoint. Uh, after, if it's that one, I'll pull it up and tell you. Uh, 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 like I said, uh, <laughs> when something come up, we do pull it up. This happened in uh, December the 9th. 
the Temple City Council voted to approve $300,000 settlement for a black hotel worker who was held at gunpoint by police when they were looking for a white suspect. Tempe, Arizona. And so um, I'll put the uh, put his name in the chat and you can probably Google his name and you'll be able to see it. So that story should come up. And if you do some research, uh, you probably end up finding the video too. But yeah, uh, what's going on, big brother? Um, from New York, New York in the house, man. Y'all, y'all gave DMS a great send off today. Um, I seen that when he arrived. So, um, um, but definitely, uh, always. You're on YouTube, definitely uh, subscribe, like, click the notification, share with your friends. Let them know we are live. We are live and you can communicate with us during the show. So um, uh, I actually recorded that uh, service, so I haven't had a chance to look at it today. I'm going to look at it once I get off. But DMS, to me, he was one of those greatest um uh, He's one of those top rappers that that could really rap. And I've been looking at him lately. Um, I've seen a video with him and um, Leandra Johnson singing gospel. And um, yeah, DMS, he, he was, he had some struggles, but, but other than that, the brother, he could get to you. Um, he can, um, adjust to any scenery so and a great rapper i've been following him ever since he came out so um so he's a great rapper uh let me let this come up on my bit stream because my small stream is kind of uh kind of slow okay peyton ham was a recent one in maryland he had a knife and a bb gun I guess Maryland Police Department say no body cam or dash cam available. Peyton was 16 years old, but it was hardly shown in the news. Thanks. I will research it. Um, That's why I say we have people that that actually follow. And when I talk about certain story, they ask me where you get the resource from. Matter of fact, Radio Chaos, when he first started listening to me, he would ask me all the time, hey, where you find that at? And I give the resource on it, and he'll come in and be like, okay, yeah. Uh, because one thing about us, we're not going to give you fake news. We're going to give you the um, the actually news. Now, if I ever make a mistake, because I'm human, and if I make a mistake, I will come back and correct myself. And that's um, that's the only way I feel that it should be. Um, okay, I see that story. Two things, though. In that situation with Peyton Ham, it have to be one of those situations. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I remember that story. If I'm not mistaken, I believe... Uh, 
he was um, artistic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but when you have something that looked like a real gun, that's setting up to be whatever results happen. Kind of like, for instance, here in Dallas, we had uh, we had a uh, uh, a guy that did some robberies here last week using a fake gun, robbed several places. Now, this is my opinion. Uh, the guy was seen on camera pointing the gun. Now, at that point, the police did not do anything about it, even though he was pointing the gun. I don't know why these officers did not shoot them, but I would ask them if I had the opportunity, why you did not stop the threat? Because they didn't know it was a fake gun until after they shot and killed them. But they waited until he got over by the highway and was pointing the gun again. That's when the police officer shot and killed them. But before then, they had the perfect opportunity of doing it. Not when somebody raising the gun up and you're trying to decide what they're going to do. Once they raise their gun up or have their gun in their hand, you got to do what you have to do to protect the public. And when they showed the video, said, oh, they showed him pointing the gun at one time, but they did not respond to that. The body cam showed him pointing the gun. Then they turned around, and when he got close to the freeway, that's when they shot him. Now, my thing is, I don't know who these officers were. I have no idea. But once he raised that gun, why you didn't take the threat away? He shouldn't have had another opportunity of um, raising that gun again. Because that's a threat. But they gave him that opportunity. And if you don't know by now, he didn't look like me. I don't know what the reason why, but if I ever talked to the officers, I would ask them, what made you make that decision? What made you wait for it? And I don't know who the officer was, what color they were, anything like that. But once he raised that gun, he should have been taken down. And then kind of find out the gun was fake. So, and this guy had unrobbed several places with this fake gun. We cannot purchase guns like Guns that look like a real gun for kids. Me personally, I don't pur purchase gun for kids. No way. I don't care if it's a water gun. Not in this day and time. Unfortunately, uh, Peyton Ham, he had one. He had a knife. And that's a justified killer. Because if he had it on him, the cop don't know. Don't know if it's real or not. You you can't take time out and ask, "Hey, is that real or is that or is that fake or what?" You don't you don't know. So that cop had to do what he had to do.
it was a threat. By him having it in his hand, it was a threat. What about Adam Toledo? Another one hard to even pick aside. Tough place in Chicago. He was 13 years old at 2 a.m. with a gun and a 21-year-old tossed the gun seconds before he was shot to death. Um, once again, if he was 13, where your parents at? Why are you not at home? And if you had a gun, same thing. Same thing. That's a threat. You have a gun. If that is correct, if he had a gun and he um, um, had it, I want to say I remember that story. That just happened not too long ago. Um, uh, da, da, da. That's the ones that recently had just robbed someone. They had robbed someone. Now, on that particular story, when he came from that alley, you could clearly see his hands was empty. So that cop was in the room. He was in the wrong. I feel he was in the wrong because it wasn't a threat then. Um, if he still had the gun in his hand, that's completely different. And I read about the story. I think it happened either last week or the week before. But with this particular kid, they had allegedly robbed some folks. And once the police, they allegedly shot someone, if I'm not mistaken, either shot someone or shot at someone. And they ran away from the scene because they had the video when they were walking down the street, allegedly shot someone or shot at someone. And then they started running from the scene. And when the police caught up with him, he came out the alley. At that point, you could see his hands was empty. He, did, he wasn't a threat anymore. So in my eyes, the cop was wrong. He was wrong. Uh, where did we stop? Um, oh. Said I can vibe with that. I research all cases just because I try to educate others that this stuff happened everywhere to everybody. My thing is, it, it happens quite a bit. But unfortunately, welcome to the show, uh, LaShonda Jackson watching on Facebook. You can live chat with us on, uh, in the chat room also. Um, it happened quite a bit when it comes down to um, the police killing of black people because we've seen many mass shootings that goes on and the suspect that take it in with little to none injuries and they would not be um taken in with the same force as an unarmed black person so that's what we're talking about it should be equal justice i'm not saying you got to kill everybody i'm not saying that at all uh but i am saying just like you treat other criminals do the blacks the same instead of shooting first try to come up with a solution that ended peacefully now if they shooting at you that's completely different 
but it need to be equal justice around everybody. Um, so, and I understand, and I'm glad you you definitely tuning in and um, telling us about all these different stories because I can hear everybody keyboard like who is who is this who is that all these cases they bringing up. So I appreciate it. Um, I wish there was a better way. But in some cases, I can't even try to place myself in the officer's shoes and make the hair second decision. Yeah, everybody who carry guns is not qualified to carry guns. Um, And I say that even with some police officers, because some police officers that carry guns should not have guns uh, for the simple fact that because they have a gun, they feel like and uh, they untouchable, they're above the law. And that's not the case. They forget about they still human also. They forget about people have family and loved ones that love them and want to see them come home. But then you have a lot of them that have been told for years, Blacks are very aggressive, uh, Blacks are thugs, uh, murderers, or whatever they may say. Uh, basically, they racist uh, horns start sticking out of those uniforms because even today, I say it all the time, a lot of these Klansmen from back in the days, they had pulled their white robes off. They put on police uniform. They put on a nice three-piece suit as an attorney. Or they put on a judge robe or a politician suit. So either way, you need to treat everybody equal and be fair. Um, that's the way I see it. I don't care what color you are. Long as it's, it's, it's straight by the book. So um, that's the way I, I look at things. It need to be fair for everyone. Um, that's one thing I say. Some of these parents should be getting neglect charges. Yes, because why would why would you even purchase a gun that looked like a real gun? And that don't make sense to me. It's just not. It 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 never would make sense. I've always had issues with buying kids guns, fake guns, because you get the wrong person. They automatically think it's uh, it's a real gun. Uh, Radio Chaos said those cops that drove up real close to that child with a tar gun in Ohio should have been convicted. Yes. Why shouldn't they have kept a safe distance and evaluate what was going on? Exactly. Tamir Rice is his name. Uh, Tamir Rice. Within seconds of getting on the scene, they had already shot and killed them. And they they pulled up right up on them. So it asks you, what what exactly were you looking at? You got that close. Normally, if you see a person with a gun, you're going to stop a pretty good distance away from that person. You're not going to drive up on them. You won't drive up on them and then turn around and uh, start shooting at them. No. That's not that's not part of your training. Because you're putting yourself 
your own life in danger by getting that close to someone with a possible gun. Uh, enough with the blaming uh, parents. Uh, good parents have kids who make poor choices too. None of us know what the circumstances are and none of us have the right to judge. Welcome to the show, Robin. How you doing tonight? Well, the reason why I say that parents, um, because if you're going to give your child a gun that looked like a real gun, if you're going to purchase a gun like that, especially in these trying times that we're in today, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. If one of my uh, nieces or nephew or great nieces or nephew asked me for a gun, I would tell them, no, you are already a threat by the color of your skin. Why would I want to make you a bigger threat with a toy gun? So that's the reason why I say the parents have to make the decision. And some parents refuse to tell their kids no. And a lot of this stems from um, reason why kids want guns in the first place because of the video games they they play or the uh, or whatever they watching on TV. They see this on a regular basis and think it's 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 cool to have one, even though it's a fake gun. But this young man did have a gun and a knife, and that was. Uh, that was just too much. And then Tamir Rice, he shouldn't have had a gun either, even though it was a toy gun. But the cops did get close enough to to tell the difference. If they can't tell the difference, they don't need to be cops. Um, there are cases that are hard. We understand that not every police shooting is unjustified. However, Black people are brutalized, bullies, shot and killed at a higher rate than their white counterparts. Yes, that's the one that we hear about all the time. And it's a shame how many killings have taken place for unarmed black folks. Um, kind of like, for instance, that uh, second lieutenant last month that was... Um, uh, driving down the street, I believe it was in, I think it was in, it was on the East Coast, I believe it was Virginia. And driving down, Dilla Tag in the back window, and that cop pepper sprayed him. He was in full uniform, but this cop pepper sprayed him, did everything he wanted to do to him, even while he was in uniform. Where was the respect for that uniform? It wasn't none. Only thing they seen was a black man driving a brand new car. Now, once they put the lights on, they would have seen that Dilla tag come through that back window. So with that being said, they did fire that officer, but they also need to open up the checkbook. That's how you get them, hit them where it hurt. Um, most of us know that our cops are not taking part in this kind of behavior. However, if you're a cop who is not speaking out and stopping your coworker, you are not a good cop either. 
you take an oath to stop criminals, it needs to include criminal cops. Someone, and I, I cannot remember who it was, but someone just actually signed the bill that gives another cop the rights to prevent their partners from doing certain things like that. To um, If they see their partners doing something wrong, they get them the rights to stop them. Kind of like the sister out of, um, I want to say, New York. Uh, kind of want to say Brooklyn, but I'm not sure. But she was a police officer. 17 years ago, she stood up because her her partner, a white guy, had handcuffed this black man, had him on the ground, and put him in a chokehold choke while he was in handcuffs. And she stopped him, and it came out. They got into a physical uh, fight on the scene. She ended up losing her job. I think it was like close to time for she could get a full pension. She ended up losing her job for doing what was right. After she lost the job, that cop came back and sued her and won. Then after that, that same cop that did that ended up going to jail for four months for slamming young black boy's head down on the hood. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, she got a full pension and she's going to get her back pay, which she should. But for 17 years of struggle, I don't know if she struggled or not, but for 17 years, she'd been fighting to try to get this. And just earlier this month, they announced she was going to get it. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, so that uh, that's kind of crazy. Christina said, replying to Robin, some of these kids shouldn't have been shouldn't have been been out at that time. Yes, Toledo never should have been out. Adam Toledo, 2 o'clock in the morning, 13, nah. You should be at home, in bed, getting ready for school the next day. Um, TCAL said, yes, unfortunately, their skin had them locked and loaded. So sad, yes. Um, Christina said, uh, sadly, Adam did toss that gun. His hands were up clearly before shot. But why did he have a gun? Why was he out at 2 a.m. at 13 years old? I have a 13-year-old son. That case broke my heart. Yeah. That's why I asked, where's the parents? Uh, How did he get access to the gun? So... It's a lot of stuff that happened in that case that both sides, that cop never should have shot him because his hands were up and they were empty. But other than that, he never should have been there. Never should have been out. Uh, Robin said, uh, I know what you're saying. I did not let my kids play with guns either and in part for that reason. But I'm tired of hearing parents blame as a way to justify these cop executions. I'm not blaming the parents for it. I'm, I'm, 
And I know you rode with me for a while, Robin. So I know you know my opinion on on police shooting. And in these cases that Christina is bringing up, a lot of them is dealing with um, either a child have a fake gun. uh, One of them had a fake gun and a knife. I feel like a lot of parents, a lot of kids in the streets to to um, to uh, raise themselves are a lot of kids. The street, YouTube, or videos, and um, instead of paying attention to what's going on in their child life, they're just bottom what whatever they want, and unfortunately. Sometimes these are the results. Now, radio did make a good point with Tamir Rice. Um, the cops was right on the side of him, got out and shot. If you are approaching a suspect with a gun, you're not going to get that close. So they they knew they should have known that was not a real gun because you got right up up, up on the side of him. Robin says sometimes that bothers me is that people want to remind want to uh remind us that this person killed by a cop has done criminal acts. Okay, listen to listen, we know what they deserve their day in court. We don't have any crime in this country that are punishable by instant execution. Um So I agree with you on that, Robin. Um, Everybody should have a court of law and and should have a court date instead of being killed by the cops out on the street. That's that's not right. And it's not benefiting no one. And at some point, we got to say enough is enough. And the cops just got to stop killing uh, black folks. And um, so that's that's the issue that I'm having. Um, how do we change it? How do we save these lives that end better, end before their time? How uh, do we educate a whole nation? How do we get the cop and community to trust one another? Well, I mentioned on shows last week that um it's it's not the same like when I was coming up, because I remember coming up as a child. Um, cops used to come in the community, do different things, hand out football cards, baseball cards, just different type of cards to build a relationship with the kids. And because of all the senseless killing going on with the um uh, with the police department and unarmed uh, black and brown kids, unfortunately, people don't trust the police no more. There been way too many senseless killing going on. So because of that, um, how can we change it? We need to change the mind thought of the police department. They need to revamp the police department and train them to treat everybody equal and not treat black folks like criminals. And that's basically what they do. So it's, um, 
That's how we got to change it. One way is changing, changing the laws, holding cops accountable. Hold them accountable for what they're doing. And if you hold them accountable, it will stop. Because it's not it's not an entire police department issue. It's the white police officers issues. Because if it was the whole entire police department issues, you would hear about a lot of black officers killing unarmed people. You don't hear that. You only hear it from the white ones. So that's an issue on how they was raised and what they think about the race. Because if they was, if it wasn't a race issue, it wouldn't happen. If they they took that oath to uh, to protect and serve, but some people only want to protect certain folks, or only want to serve certain folks. Because the thing is, you go and put these scary uh, white cops in the black neighborhoods, and they feel like they got to go in there and demand. Um, demand people to do stuff, and you can't do that. My whole thing is, you can't, you can't, you got to be fair when you're in a position with that. You got to be fair across the board. I know several um, good police officers, white and black, um, in school, Mr. Borns. I know a lot of people probably remember him. He was one of the coolest uh, white cops I ever knew. Um, when I did security, Officer Wise, out in, um, he worked for Garland Police Force. Cool guy. If I needed anything, I had access to him. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. So it's a choice that they make. But some people just think black folks are just the terrible folks. And that's the problem. Um, Christina said, uh, what would actually police reform look like? Well, first of all, you got to train a mind that everybody is equal. Everybody is equal. Remove color. You're serving the citizen of the city that you are protecting and everybody should be treated equal. Now, if your life is threatened, that's completely different. But when you pull over a car, don't automatically assume it's a black person and you finna, you come up to the car with an attitude or talking bad to the person because of the color of their skin. So it's a training. And that's, like I say, it's not just, um, a couple of officers, I think, is dealing with the way they are 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 putting presenting this to the um, to the white officers. Kind of like what I said last week on the show. A lot of time, you don't see a lot of cops. Um, at least I don't here in Dallas. I don't see a lot of uh, black and white cops as partners. The police department is segregated, it, it, and that's how it is in most places. They 
they don't mix up like that. And that's a problem. See, they got to change the way they look at things and how they do things. And they need to make it where, hey, we're all in this together. We need to protect and serve everyone, regardless of the color of their skin. Um, I'm not speaking about you. <laughs> no, I know. I know, Robin. I'm speaking on what I'm seeing all over social media. I agree with what you're saying. I know I know how you roll. You've been rolling with me for some time. Um and and I know uh I know how you think about things and I understand how you're passionate about it. Kind of like last week when um you talked about that incident with your daughter that happened. See, that's that's stuff we gotta gotta break. That's kind of like last week when Risky and I talked about the uh, Asian hate bill. Why are we uh, highlighting just one particular race for a hate bill? Let's just sign a hate bill and hold these folks accountable for doing this. And then a lot of folks, they end up coming in, they, they go out and do racist things, and when they don't get the response that they feel they should get, then it's a problem. I seen a video earlier. This uh, white woman arguing with this black chick. They both parked on the yellow line. White woman felt like the black woman had no rights to uh to park there, but she tried to run up on the on the black chick. And the black chair said, no, ma'am, give me six feet. We still in a coronavirus. Give me six feet. So the white woman come up and spit in her face. So the sister pushed her down. Now she want a holler wolf. You started all of this. You parked on the yellow line. She parked on the yellow line. And you didn't want feel like it was right for her to park on the yellow line. But then you turned around and ran up in her face and spit in her face. That's ass whooping. You lucky she just pushed you down. But this day and time with the pandemic going on, you can't do that. You lucky she just pushed you down. Now you want to call the police. Tell me she assaulted you, but clearly on camera you spit in this woman's face. I'm just saying you can't you can't take the heat. Keep your ass out the kitchen, because <laughs> that that's the that's the problem we have. People want to treat people like dirt, but when people start fighting back. Now they want to become the victim. No. You started this. Then you run in the house, go get your daughter or your granddaughter. She come out with a towel wrapped on her. She come out the shower and all of this, asking the sister, what's her problem? No, you need to put your your mama or your, or your grandmama, whoever she was, in check because she's the one that started it. 
I wish I had the rest of the video because I want to know what happened when the police got there. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Robin said, I came from a single mom. She was a good mom. She worked two jobs. There were times my buck was out at 3 a.m. She didn't know and <laughs> could have done anything about it. That's my point. Just what we need to understand. There are, are a lot of reasons these tra- tragedies that um, might get happen. Yeah, um, my mom, great mom, single parent, raised four kids on her own. But if we did something my mama didn't know, when she got home that night, she didn't care if you were asleep. You was going to get woke up, and it wasn't going to be in a nice way. And I told a story where she had this big belt called Blackie. And uh, she'll come in there and start whooping you and be like, look, so she she didn't play. You didn't wash whoever night it was to wash dishes. Same thing. She come home, the dishes not clean. You finna get woke up. And then you going in there to wash dishes. So, yeah. Um, I'm glad nothing never happened to you, but it's, it's, every parent is different, but buying a child a gun, mm-mm. that to me, any type of gun, I feel like it's not good. Uh, we need to have higher wages, affordable housing, more mental health care, more money poured into prevention for at-risk kills higher education for all children, level the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. I say all the time we need to need to take the wage of uh, living up, and especially in the area you, you're in, in, in um, Washington State. <laughs> it's high up there. So I don't think $15 will help y'all. I know here in Texas, $7.25 or whatever it is here, that's a lot. Um, that's not enough to do anything. But yeah, um, um, I can imagine. I've been out there one time, and and I know it's hard to live up there. You got to be making pretty good money to live there. Yeah, excuse me. My iPhone got dry out. Have been doing a lot of talking tonight. Uh, we need to have more accountability in policing, uh, and we need to have people police the areas they live in. Police need to have two-year minimum education through background check, yearly mental health evaluation. Every cop lose their badge for life. Um, yeah, they do need more education because it takes a beautician or a barber longer to get certified to do hair than it does to be a police officer. So yes. Um, but even with all of those things, Robin, they still have to break that cycle of the way they was raised. Cause if you was raised that black folks are, are dangerous, that's still going to be a problem. So that's the cycle that needs to be broken. 
Um, and sometimes people never, never break it. They live their whole life like that. And that's a problem within itself. Um, I lose my head if someone spit on <laughs> spit at me. Done deal. Like I said, that's an ass whooping. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, that's the worst disrespect you could do to anybody. And and actually, I feel like that should be an assault with a deadly weapon now, especially in the times that we're in now. Because what happened if that person had had coronavirus and spit on you and then you get it and your life is at risk. So I feel it should be a higher charge for that. Um, some people may not agree, but it's okay. Uh, that's my opinion. Oh, trust me. I got my ass whooped. Whoop. Yeah. I still have flashbacks. I'm like, ooh. I could do something today, and I'd be like, Lord, be like, I'm sorry, mom. Uh, yeah, no, I feel you. I never, ever buy my child a gun. No way. And I don't let my kids play shooting games either. Um, the shooting games compared to when I was coming up in the wars today, completely different. See, the wars I had when I was coming up was um, uh, duck hunt. On uh, what was that? Uh, was it Nintendo, the original Nintendo Duck Hunt? You get the little plastic gun and that laser on the inside. You had to get it just right. That's the type of shooting games we done. But all these today, you shooting and killing up everybody. That's completely different. Yes, fitness assault in in many places, but I think they really need to up those charges and hold these people accountable because some people, uh, um, they actually, um, some people they they spit and they feel nothing is going to happen to them. That's why it's important that we get out and vote. Because that should be a, 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 a felony assault charge. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And unfortunately, some people still feel like this virus is not alive and well. Some people still feel like it's a host. Some people feel like Trump's still the president, too, but that's on another subject. Um uh, I thought bodily fluid on someone was a crime. In most places it is, but I kind of think it's a misdemeanor. I feel like it should be a felony. That will put a stop to it. Because if it's a felony, you're spitting on somebody? Nah. I think it's more charges if you spit on a police officer than it is just a, another resident or another citizen. It's not the same charges. Uh, my kids can't play shooting game either. Exactly. I I don't. I wouldn't. I would not buy them. Uh, yes, duck hunt. <laughs> A lot of laugh. I was into Pac Man, then Mario Brother. Put it like this. 
I my first video game was Atari. And uh uh Atari was the first game I, I wanted. Well, let me was it Atari? I think I started off on handheld games or something. Um I remember I had a little tabletop Pac-Man machine. Um uh, Miss Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or something. But then we got Atari, then um, Coleco. See, a lot of people don't remember Coleco. And then got up to Nintendo, and then it just kept going up from there. Um, so, matter of fact, I just found that my wife still have an Atari. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to see if it works. Um, one of the original Atari's. That's a regular thing to do anyway. Yes, it is. It is. And spitting on somebody where I'm from, that'll get your ass whooped real quick. And <laughs> that will get you whooped real quick. In television, that's it, radio. In television was one of them. Um, so now y'all, y'all making me tell my age now. <laughs> In television. Um, uh, did you see in some state they are trying to pass legislation to where if you get arrested for protesting, you cannot get a federal student loan and lose voting rights? I need to read more, but I heard that today. How the damn hell? Um, there, that's part of, um, this voter suppression that a lot of states are trying to do. Uh, They're trying to do this voter suppression to prevent people from voting. Just like now, we're in the middle of elections right now all across this country. And I've talked about it last week. I'm going to continue to talk about it. Early voting stopped on Tuesday here in Dallas, in the DFW, in Texas. We'll just say in Texas. Early voting stopped on Tuesday. They try to cut the hours down because the polls have always been open from 7 to 7. Then they switched them to uh, 7 to 5 or 8 to 5 on Sundays. Now, how can everybody vote? If you don't get off to five o'clock and the poll close at five. Or some people will try to go first thing in the morning before they go to work. That's why they used to open at seven. Well, tomorrow and Tuesday, they're going to be open from seven to seven. So definitely, if you have not voted, get out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Let's get the leaders that are trying to do voter suppression, get them out of office. I had two great candidates here in um, uh, here in the Metroplex for the city of Grand Prairie, uh, Junior Izunu and Kurt Johnson. They're trying to make a change. They said on the show last Sunday, both their candidates have said they don't have time to be a city council. But because they are so comfortable in that position, they feel like people are automatically going to vote them in. 
but you're saying you don't have time for it, but you won't step out of the race. Let somebody who is passionate enough that cares about the city and want to see great things in the city to be in that position. That's just like the $75 million bond they have. On this bond, you got to read between the lines. Between the lines, they're not going to tell you. And then when you go to the polling place, you're not going to read every line. They're only going to have snippet of what's on there. But in the process of that bond, if you pass that bond, you give that city council the right to put whoever they want to get contracts to do whatever they want in the city. Instead of letting it be fair and put it up for bid, they could give that contract to anybody. So if one of of them, one of their family members go and start up a construction business and they give that contract to them without a bid, you just made them rich. So if you vote for that bond, that's going to be the problem that that the city is going to have. And for them to say, I don't have time to be a city council because I just got a brand new job. But you don't have time, but you don't want to step down either to allow someone who's looking for the best interests of the city. So definitely vote no for that bond. I personally, I will vote for Junior, who is only 22 years old, trying to make a difference in his city. And Kurt Johnson, a retired veteran. Yes, he's retired. Person he running against Never served this country. I'm just saying, you you got to go for what's best for you and your household. Giving somebody a contract because they know them, that's not the best way to be. Just like they mentioned the the uh, survey they sent out. Um, wanting to go up on the trash pickup, 2 or $3, whatever it was. They sent out a survey to the city of Grand Perry to the residents, but they did not put a return envelope in there. Knowing that people wasn't going to send it back because they don't want to go to the post office and wait in that long line to get a stamp. That's the type of games they play. So, yeah, get out and vote. Oh, and Y'all, y'all know Marissa Ward. She was on the show Monday night. She trying to change some big things in Longview, Texas. Because she's tired of what's going on. Her candidate don't even... She just started campaigning when she seen Marissa out campaigning. Because she been there. She trying to get her sixth turn. Ask her, let her, let her stay in there one more turn. No, you haven't done nothing the other five terms. Why would why would I let you stay here? You're not doing what you're supposed to do. 
So yeah, if you're in Longview, Marissa Ward, vote for her. She's trying to make a difference in Longview. Um, Christina said, time have changed. I tried to tell my boys that GTA 5 is something they can play when they move out of my house. <laughs> I feel you on that. Uh, oh, what? What about Frogger? Ooh, Frogger and Paperboy. See, Frogger, we have a full-size video game. And Frogger is on there, too. So uh, I think it's like 100 and either 100 or 200 games on there. But either way, it's a lot of old school. It's all old school games on there. Dig Dug, Gallagher, um, Miss Pac-Man, uh, Pac-Man, um, all type of games. It's it's a lot of Mr. Do, which Mr. Do, my family and I used to play every Saturday in the neighborhood kids. That was a, a challenge every Saturday playing Mr. Do on Coleco. So, um, yeah, Frogger, that was my game back in the day. Don't feel bad. I'm older than you. <laughs> hey, these going down memory lanes. I'm enjoying it. I, hold on. My stream is a little bit fluer than my other one. So, Paper Bar was good. I remember playing Lion King. A lot of that Donkey Kong, too. Right? Oh, here's another one you probably can't remember. Uh, what was that? Spy? Uh, where you where you in the car and then you can get the spikes on the side of the tires and cause the other car to wreck and uh, shoot the shoot the uh, limo limo that was bulletproof. Um, but Crash Bandicoot when it came out, I I was a little addicted to it. I used to play it all the time. I hadn't played it in a while. I think they just came out with a new version of it. Um, and then uh, all about voter suppression, yes. Uh, and that's what Robin said about uh, the way they trying to do everything. Um, uh, what about all the single parents, the disabled and elderly who cannot stand in line for three to five hours? It's ridiculous. They don't care about that. That's kind of like, um, kind of like um, back in November. Back in November, during the election, several governors try to make it one place to drop off mail-in ballots. But the problem is with that, they're saying it's an issue, it's a lot of fraud going on in, with mail-in ballots, but the reality is not. People have been voting for mail, with mail-in ballots for years. Just because Trump said there was a problem with it, now it becomes a problem. Well, I guess it was a couple of people that voted twice, just like it was an elected official in Georgia, which I need to follow up on. Um, he was being investigated for possible voting twice also. Uh, then there was a couple of people on the East Coast. I believe it was uh, either Pennsylvania. I think it was Pennsylvania or Maryland. A uh, couple of folks vote, voted twice for Trump. One guy used his, his dead mother to vote and try to use his mother-in-law. 
But once he tried to use his mother-in-law for mail-in ballots too, when he tried to use her, it showed up she was deceased. That's how he got caught. And Trump can't even save him. Um, so um, Christina said, I can't even keep up with everything going on. We got shooting, COVID, laws going up for change, protests, border issues. Jeez, life has changed in a one year like a lot. That's why, and that's why I'm here. I try to keep up with a lot of stuff and keep you informed on it. And unfortunately, I can't keep up with a lot of stuff. And, um, uh, and I'm a one man team. So I try to keep up with a lot of it. But it's, it's sad that we're, uh, it's sad that we're going through all these stuff, all this stuff in the middle of, uh, in the middle of, uh, a pandemic. Um, then, uh, Spy Hunter, that's it. That's the name of it. Uh, okay. I seen a breaking news come by, but that was the story I mentioned earlier about, uh, L.A., where the guy had the body armor on and ran into a police car and they shot and killed him. Um, Robin said these Republicans want to scream about civil rights when it comes to masks and guns, but have no problem taking other civil rights away from everyone else. It's stunning to me that there are the ones trying to rid the election with all these voter suppression. Yeah, it's it's sad. and. Um, and and like I told y'all, please, we still have to keep an eye on um, uh, this terrorist attack that happened on January the 6th. We still have to watch that. Um, Robin said, you do a great job keeping up on providing a fair space where people can come together to vent, share ideals, and support each other. Uh, etc. So I appreciate it, Robin. Um, that's what this platform is built for. This is a platform for everyone. We may not agree on everything, but one thing I will do is give you the best information I can. Uh, and, and if I make a mistake, I will let you know, hey, uh, I made a mistake, or if it's something I don't know, I say, hey, let me research it. I write it down. If I can't research it right then, a lot of time, kind of like with Christina when she brought up Adam Toledo. Once I seen the story, I remembered the story. Um, then the other stories she brought up. So some stories I have read, read up on, but I cannot remember all of them. But if I see it, it'll refresh my memory. So, but that's what we're going to um, try to do. But it's a couple of folks that, um, um, yeah, I'm going to hit on a couple of people. I had a list of folks I was going to uh, talk about. But here in North Texas, um, there was a couple arrested last week. Um in a criminal complaint, 
The Federal Bureau of Investigation said Mark and just Jaleesa Middleton at Forest Bridge was captured on footage from body cam worn by police that showed them assaulting two Metropolitan Police Department officer who was guarding the Capitol. Um, they are facing charges that include assaulting a police officer and remaining on restricted ground, grounds, though they did not appear to have entered the building. The footage showed the police officer struggling against riders who are pushing against a barricade and trying to break the police line, ignoring command from officers to step back, the complaint said. One man wearing a Trump beanie, later identified as Mark Militant, 51, pushed through pushed against the officer in the barricade with his body. But an officer repeatedly instructed Militant to get back. He yelled, F you, and continued to push. At one point, he grabbed one of the officers and attempted to pull him forward. Besides, Mark was a woman, was a woman wearing a Trump 2020 beanie, later identified as Jaleesa Middleton 50, who grabbed at the officer with a hand, the complaint said, when another officer stepped in, Jaleesa Middleton struck him. The Middleton continued to strike the officer and jab flagpole at their face until one officer deployed a chemical spray, forcing them to retreat. Now, I'm like this. Anybody who took part of that um, terrorist attack, treat them just like you would any other terrorist. Don't let them out on bail. Who cares what they had going on? They wasn't concerned about it before they did it. So at that point, who cares? They go to jail, they go to jail. They should be in jail. You attack the greatest country in the world. I guess when people protest, you have issues with it. When Colin Kaepernick took the knee about the police brutality that goes on in America, y'all said he was disrespecting the flag. But then you turn around and go to our state capital and attack it, trying to overthrow the election, trying to say, it was rigged, all because of a fool. I have no pity for none of you. For the simple fact, you should have had enough sense to know what you were doing was wrong. You 50 and 51 years old. You should have had enough sense. The FBI have told the um, the courts in uh, Washington they expect at least a hundred more arrests to make the total five hundred. It was more than five hundred people out there. That's not good enough for me. 
I think you need to try to find them all. Keep them in jail. They wasn't concerned about COVID. They wasn't concerned about nothing except for themselves. I think they all need to be in jail. Matter of fact, we seen the way they was prepared when there was a march going down the street at the Capitol. They had National Guards and and the police department protecting the Capitol. Why it wasn't done then? Trump started talking about January 6th last year, saying big things was gonna happen. But then these selected officials that was in a position that could have impeached this fool to keep him from running again. But they chose not to. That's why I talk about voting so much. We need to get those sorry leaders out and put somebody in there that's going to be that's going to be for the people and not against the people. So yeah, voting is very important. Um, Robin said, I don't even always agree with my partner at best friend. It's okay, sometimes we learn something new and change our minds and sometimes we don't, but it's all good. Coming together with an open mind and heart is vital for change and unity. I agree with you. You have to have open mind on stuff like this. Um, I don't always agree with my. Oh, <laughs> one stream is a delay, so I have to have to get used to that. I have uh, I have so much to say on the topic of these protests. And many of the same people pissed at the BLM protest defend the insurgent. Yeah, they do. They do. They definitely do. Well, we can take up this conversation tomorrow. Um, So if you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. And for all my followers, thank you for tuning in. Robin, Radio, T-Cab, Marcellus, Christina, um, Big Brother, uh, all of you. Thank you for tuning in. And please don't let it be your last time. We're on Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time. You can always chat live with us. Uh, Robin said, and let me say this. (laughs) I do not condone violence, looting, et cetera. But I will say it's what got these sheriffs releasing videos real quick. It's what got City thinking twice about covering up executing via cops they did nothing but talk (laughs) talk shit about that i will be here you you all have a great night a good night um i appreciate y'all i love y'all each and every one of tell a friend like share subscribe click the notification until tomorrow night I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget, go out and vote tomorrow um, from 7 to 7. Get out and vote. 
wherever you're located. If election is going on, get out and vote. If you're not registered to vote, please get registered. If you have a felon, you paid all your dues. You're not on papers anymore. Check with your state. You can get your voting rights back. So definitely do that. Um, Continue to um, show love to everyone, regardless of what color they are. Show love. Uh, Christina said, I don't agree with the insertion or all of the protests. I agree BLM has a right to protest and need to be heard. I don't agree with the part where business got burned. I don't agree with it either, but we must remember a lot of time when it's a BLM protest, it's the ones that don't like BLM that shows up and do certain things and make that protest look bad. Because if somebody show up, somebody break a window, bam. People are going to be like, oh, I can get this, I can get that when a protest. So I don't agree with it. And I don't agree with the fact of uh, the violence of it. So that's my point. So until tomorrow night, I appreciate it. Love each and every one of you. Until then, peace.